Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, welcome back. It's Beamer in for Bowerly. Before we get back to our topic, this is breaking news. And again, I know people are going to get upset that I'm even mentioning this. Florida State is looking at, at options to leave the ACC. That is beyond huge news. That maybe I'll do a special podcast off and put it on the Beam As and Beamer page. But I had, I had to, I, I, you, we're a news station. I couldn't go without saying that. That's huge. FSU, Florida State. I mean, for years, they dominated the ACC. And now they're looking for ways to get out. That's, that's incredible. It's just absolutely incredible. We are talking about the county executive. His name is Mark Polonkars. He uh, has yet to address... The investigation into the blizzard of 22 It was an investigation done by the USA Today in the Democrat and Chronicle, which, by the way, is a Rochester newspaper. Not even done by the Buffalo News. Um, He has not addressed it. And again, my phone keeps I'm sorry about that. My Siri keeps going off. But today he has posted a statement about the former president. He's retweeted a video of Mike Pence. Again, he has every right to do so. But Mayor Brown a week after the investigation came out, was on this station reacting to the investigation. Mark Polonkars has yet to do so. And by the way, the hotline's open. If you'd like to come on and address it, we'd love to have him on. Uh, we, put the, we put the offer out there over the air. His opponent uh, has joined us, and Chrissy Caselio, she is the GOP nominee for county executive. Chrissy, what are your thoughts on this? Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me on. With all due respect... I have to say it is actually 100% the person. I know you had said repeatedly, we're not talking about the person. It is 100% the person when it comes to the situation because this has become a standard in Erie County government. It all boils down to failed leadership because the bottom line is that we have a leader that did not have the courage to shut down our roads and shut things down prior to the storm because he was on the fence on what would be more politically disruptive for him to ruin people's Christmases. Do we want to take that risk? Do we want to try to get people shopping? And at the end of the day, people died because of this lack of leadership and because of this lack of courage to make the right decision. Chrissy, have you, um, uh, my first question is, do you, are you, do you have a debate planned with the county executive? I don't know. It, there's been various forums, but I am not aware right now of actual debates. I would welcome the opportunity to be able to ask him. Because I wonder if it would, if it would, I wonder if it would get to something like that to actually, you know, challenge him on this statement. Because, I mean, 15 days... Uh, as I said, I think he's the the local Donald Trump when it comes to social media, but yet not addressing this. I, I just I, I can't I can't imagine um, he would let anyone go that long without calling it out. 
Well, what bothers me is not even necessarily these these 15 days or this time between the report. What about actual accountability since the storm? I mean, you could look at it that now we're seven, eight months past the storm and there has yet to be accountability from the leadership. Instead, there's been finger pointing. There's been one of his, his favorite things to do regarding this has been to blame the mayor um, in a bizarre rant. And, you know, we had during the storm, our international headlines were about the, you know, the, the squabble between Poland cars and Byron Brown instead of being about being the city of good neighbors. But the bottom line is this. We, it's no surprise that Buffalo has their blizzards. It's no, the storm was not a surprise for anyone because the report clearly showed, and we all saw the news, that there was days and days to be able to properly prepare, to be able to properly get the right equipment in place, to properly close down the roads in advance, and to let people know to not leave their house. Because by not closing the roads until two hours into the storm, you had the employers that thought they could still safely be open because they're relying on the county government. If the roads are open, why wouldn't we be open? So the whole thing was a, a disaster from beginning to end. And, and like I said, we're focusing on these 15 days. I want to focus on the past eight months and why there's been no accountability, no call from our local media trying to get to the bottom of this, of why this happened. And even more importantly, showing us how this will never happen again because people died. That is tragic. That is unacceptable. People died. You know, uh, so you're uh, you're running against uh, Mark in November. If if elected, what would be your first you know communication with the city? I mean, obviously it goes beyond the blizzard, but the communication between the city and county, you would think that's pretty important to have the num the, the biggest city in the county to have regular communication with the county. It's not even just the city. So I I've been campaigning all throughout Erie County. And there seems to be this theme of a lack of communication from the county and this uh, my way or the highway type of thing. It is amazing to me the number of people that are frustrated with the arrogance coming from this current administration and frustrated with the lack of leadership because there is no communication across the board. I've seen this, by the way, with the, the migrant crisis. I've had uh, various town supervisors contact me and in, in not sharing their names, saying that they are not receiving any communication of what's going on, that they have not received any advance notice of who's going where, when, and why. Um, the, the, but however, because the city is a city, it's obviously very important to have a good working relationship, and there needs to be there needs to be some sort of apology and some sort of agreement of how there could be a successful way of moving over. This has nothing to do with politics. It all has to do with the safety and well-being of the residents of Erie County. And that's just being completely disregarded in this case. Well, Chrissy Casilio is running as the GOP nominee for county executive. Chrissy, if you guys need a place to do a debate, Hardline is always open. And because I know there's a view of me having a bias, I will you can the campaigns can pick the moderator. It doesn't have to be me. But that two hours is open if the county executive agrees to it. I'm all for it. Let's talk. All right, Chrissy. Uh, appreciate that. That is Chrissy Casilio again running against Mark Poincars on the GOP ticket. And the call is out if the county executive would um, like to talk about the um, investigation. The hotline's open. He has our number. Um, his PR people have my number if they want to text me.
We didn't reach out um, for his opponent. She was listening and she called in. I wish she would do the same. Um, but again, you heard from his opponent what this is all about. This is about, and, and she's right. She is absolutely right. It's not about the 15 days. It's about addressing obvious issues when it comes to the blizzard. And in the last eight months, last eight months and a few days, we have not heard that from Erie County. We have not heard what's going to be addressed. And again, I think all we are doing is asking for the same accountability that Mark Polencars would ask from a Republican who maybe had an investigation done against their administration or done on something that happened under their watch. I don't think that's crazy to say. Right. I think we're just asking for the same accountability that he would be asking for. 803-0930, star 930. Uh, Terry on Grand Island has a different view, and we're glad Terry called in. Hey, Terry. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, I do have a different view. Uh, I think it's making a mountain out of a molehill. First, the storm that was in December was like two and a half days of high winds. I've never seen anything that high for such a long time. And if they shut things down two days before the storm comes, and if it doesn't turn out to be bad, they still get blamed. They did just as right as they could. Uh, and Poland cars, ooh, he said one little bad thing about, about Byron Bond. Oh, everybody's out of shape. No, no. And, and, and what about my way or the highway? Well, what do you expect a leader to do? Say, oh, okay, we'll do it your way. Everyone did as right as they could. You can say Poland cars is doing okay. So what? He gets mad. Big deal. Doesn't make him wrong. And, and Byron Brown is doing really good. When he first became mayor of this town of Buffalo, all of a sudden the east side roads got paved. Isn't isn't that funny? All right. So everyone's been doing a good job, and you're making a mountain on a molehill, and that's my opinion. All right, Terry, um, that's Terry's opinion. Again, I, I'm, I'm not the one making the mountain out of the molehill. USA Today did the investigation, uncovered some obvious issues within the city and the county. All I'm saying is Mayor Byron Brown came on this radio station and addressed the investigation. Now, we're not asked, we don't expect the county executive to come on this radio station, but I think most of us expect him to address the investigation. That is the difference. There is a communication issue between the county and the city. So I don't think I'm the one making the mountain out of the molehill. I think the USA Today exposed the mountain that it is. I think it is an issue. 50 people died. I don't think you just say, well, that was the blizzard. You know what I mean? Like, 50 people died. There were obvious things that people could have done that the city and the county could have done better. It's illustrated in the investigation. The story goes through someone, you know, while they're exposing, I'm sorry, while they're going through what they exposed in their investigation, it's going through the story of a, of a young woman who died in her car trying to get home to her family who she cared for. You're telling me that nothing can be done? We just have to accept it and move on? I think we're better than that. I really do. And I applaud the mayor for addressing it. And I would do the same if the county executive addressed it. He hasn't. And I thank Chrissy Casilio for calling in and uh, giving her point of view. And I, I hope there's a debate. I mean, that really wouldn't be, I, I know life's not fair. There's got to be a debate for the county executive. So I, I'm hoping they get on that. Again, 
Hardline's two hours. I will give that two hours to the candidates if they want to um, debate. And again, I realize that people perceive me to have a bias. You don't have to have me as the moderator. I'll give you the airtime, and you can, you guys can select a moderate moderator if that's what it takes. I'm just saying. 803-0930, star 930 gets you on the air. But first, 803-0930, star 930. So I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, what do you think? Do you agree with Terry? And again, I am fine with people disagreeing with me. I, I, I appreciate people calling in who disagree with me. Do you agree with Terry? Pat on a cell, I know will disagree with me, but I always appreciate him calling in. Pat, thanks for uh, calling in. So, Well, you're welcome, Joe. Thanks for taking the call. So, Joe, on your very station, they interviewed the gentleman who did the report. And he said during that interview, which I urge you to listen to, that they don't have all the information they need. They still don't have some GPS data from the county and other municipalities and some other uh, manpower data that they need. So what would you want the county executive to comment on? An incomplete report done by a news outlet? Well, I, I'm just, I, I would like him to do the same thing the mayor did. I, I really, Pat, let me, let, me get, let me get down to it. I would like him to address the communication issues between the county and the city. I think that's a bigger deal than what we're making it out to be. Well, so let's say that he comes out and says, Joe, the communication stinks. Now what? Well, th- that's the problem for him and the mayor. I, I just, Pat, here's, here's the issue. And again, I, I, I appreciate you disagree with me, and I, I always appreciate you calling in and, and, and giving the other point of view. But all I'm saying is, as someone who regularly checks the county executive's Twitter page, he would be the first to call out a leader not, not accepting accountability. All I want to know is, what's the county going to do differently? And did he have issues with the investigation, which I'm sure he probably did? That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, and and what? It, but the point is, to what end? What what would change? What of that information would change the outcome of what happened, or what is about to happen? Well, nothing will change the outcome it, of what happened, answer. but but you That's learn right. from your mistakes. Right. So their mistake was, uh, which has been widely reported, and in this report, uh, they should have shut down earlier. Yeah. I mean, so, and, and you're right. You are absolutely right in what you're saying, Pat. And I did hear the interview. I'm here in the mornings. I'm the producer on the show that the interview took place I on. I know. I know. <laughs> and I don't mean to give you no, no, that's fine. Uh, I, I, no, I, I understand what you're saying. But the things that you just pointed out, all I would like to know is that the county is aware of these things, that the county is working on these things. I, I don't, like, like I said, and to, to me, it doesn't matter who that person is. It doesn't matter who the party is. I, I would be just as critical as I was during the Trump years on Trump's Twitter, I would be just as critical of a Republican. I think that it, 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 if, the, if the mayor can address it, that, and if the, if the county executive has time to write an essay on Trump's third indictment, he could address something that happened in his county. Right. Well, okay. So let me just say this, that um, I don't know what he does in his spare time, but I can't believe that the mayor took time to address it, because if you listen to what he said, it's just a lot of gobbledygook. It's a lot of what we already knew. We need better communications. We need the people to listen more. We should have shut down earlier. So it, what possibly could anybody say that's going to satisfy anybody who thinks it was a terrible job? And i got to tell you, I've said this before, we move snow for a living. I can't believe that they're just not calling a spade and spade and saying that the people who went out on the roads, knowing that it was coming, were stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. 
They were told and that if you think we should set up a special system to send them a tweet or a Facebook, come on. We what? talk about the nanny state all the time, and now <laughs> they were warned over TV and over radio. Uh, your stations received accolades for their reporting. And, and on Facebook and the rest, and we're still going to hold the county responsible because 50 people died trying to go by uh, a or... Not just the county. Not just the county. I think we can look at the state mismanagement and the city mismanagement. I will say this, Pat. I, I do realize that we are one of the top listened to stations in, in Buffalo, and I appreciate that. However, not everyone listens to the news. Not everyone listens to this station, unfortunately. And we do have an emergency alert system. Again, I don't know who that falls into. That might not be the county. I, I'm just saying from all all factions of government that were involved in this blizzard, yes, I would like a follow-up statement. And maybe I'm asking for too much. Maybe I'm being ridiculous. I've been accused of worse. Okay. Well, take care of that baby, and I got to go. Thank hey, you. Hey, Pat, thank you. Pat on a cell, 803 star 930. I, I just, I am fine with the county executive saying, hey, I disagree with this investigation. I would disagree with what he said, right? But to say that the county executive or anyone, the governor, I mean, in Channel 7, to their credit, Ed Dranch um, on Channel 7 is going after uh, the governor on when the state's investigation will be released. And I applaud that, and I, I, I hope that's released very soon. But we lost 50 people, and I'm sorry, I'm not, are there people that shouldn't have gotten in their cars? Obviously. Are there people who should have maybe did, did a double take before they went outside? Of course. But you had a blizzard that, that took the lives of 50 people. I'm sorry, I don't accept that you just throw your hands up and say, well, we did all we can do. I think every faction of government needs to accept accountability and needs to look at what can better be done before the blizzard. Yes, if people go out in a blizzard and they can't see their car, yeah, there is some kind of personal responsibility, of course. But the fact that I get woken up at 3 in the morning for an Amber Alert in Pennsylvania, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I get woken up by my iPhone by an Amber Alert in Pennsylvania. Maybe I should get some kind of warning that there is a blizzard hours away. You know what? You don't need that final Christmas present. You can get it on sale after the blizzard. Yeah, I don't think that's too much to ask. And whose responsibility does that fall into? That would be a great answer for one of these investigations. 8030930 star930. It's a beautiful day. We're talking blizzards here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
Welcome back. It's a one-hit wonder, Jimmy Soul. If you want to be happy, you know, it's just you just want to dance along with it. Anyway, welcome back. It's Joe Beamer in for Bowerly. We will do one more segment on this, and then uh, I want to get to my worst customer service. What my top five it was? It was the top five worst customer service experience of all time, which happened on my way to work. So we're going to get to that in the five o'clock hour. That's what we call a tease. Talking about the investigation from the USA Today into the blizzard of 22. The mayor has commented on it. The county executive has not. Where is the statement from Mark Polencars? 803-0930, star 930. Let's go to Williamsville. Speak with Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. Thank you for taking my call. Well, of course. Thanks for calling in. Yes. First of all, um, I don't think Mr. Polencars is going to say anything until he's told what to say by the governor and um, not until, you know, they get said what they want uh, to be said, because they are going to put the blame somewhere else. I do believe that the blame goes around the table. I lived through the blizzard of 77. I worked in retail at that time at A's downtown. We didn't have the communication that is available to us now via cell phones and tweets and Twitters and, and all of that. All Mr. Adam had was a two-way radio that he was listening to, and he was plugged in to the, to the weather service. And the weather service said that we were in the middle of a blizzard. Mr. Adam got on the um, intercom and invited everyone that was in the store to be his guest for the evening or two because there was a blizzard and it was not safe for them to leave and to go home. And we stayed at the store and he took care of us. None of these stores, I heard that Galleria actually got a message from their uh, center that told them one of the stores got a, a message saying, you know, get everybody out of there and go home. The, the, the parking lot that was transit road. Do you think those were people that were shopping? Of course. Do you think those were people that worked in those stores? Of course. Were there some idiots that just wanted to look at the snow? Of course. But why didn't these people keep their customers keep the the people that work for them right there until they knew things were safe. I mean, you mean to tell me that Walmart or any of the restaurants that had people we had back in the day, (laughs) if I can use that phrase in 77, we had a downtown merchants association. They kept everyone home. They kept everyone in their stores and when it was safe to leave, they got a hold of the Erie County Sheriff, the police department, and said, what tributaries from my store are open so that my people can go home? I mean, there, the blame goes all around the table, Joe. It's not just, you know, yes, I'm sorry it was Christmas. Everybody wanted to shop. Well, if you heard two days, I mean, Andy Parker, God love him. You know, he was on your station every day. 
the people on 247 and every other cha- channel were, were telling us that there was going to be a big storm. What do you, what do you need? Literally snow to fall on you to know that there's a storm out there? That's you know, you do what you have to do. Yeah, and you had a lot of people who thought they were going to beat the storm. And, you know, once that started falling, it got really difficult to drive real fast. Oh, my God. Friday was a disaster. I told my husband, the kids aren't coming over Christmas Eve. I'm telling you that right now. We're not going out to East Aurora, and the kids aren't coming in Christmas Day. No, you can't. I said, Joe, are you listening? It's that's that's what's happening. And, you know, it, it was it was horrific. It was horrific, and we stayed home. You know, I started in September building up what my grandchildren call, you know, Nana's store in the basement. I start in September so that, God forbid, if anything happens like this, we're safe and we have food. I mean, we got hit twice. We got hit in November. We got hit in December. That's right. Come on. That's right. No, uh, and Amory, I, I agree with you know some people. Some people try to beat that storm out. I I saw it from the studio. I saw people last minute trying to run the tops. They were open till two o'clock, and you know what? Uh, I mean, by then it was almost impossible for I mean my car uh, to make it in the no, snow. But too you, late. you bring it's up a good late. point. You bring up a good point at the beginning. The governor is another one we have not heard from. Right, and, and you're not going to hear from her until they get. Until they hear what they want to hear, until that, you know, they're they're in the clear. Oh, it wasn't my fault. You know, it's nobody's fault. Yep. Well said. Anne-Marie, appreciate the call. Take care, Joe. You too. Anne-Marie uh, opens the line, 803-0930, star 930. Again, we're going to do this for about 15 more minutes, and then uh, I got to tell you about my customer service experience. Oh, do I have to tell you about what happened about w- at 1 o'clock this afternoon? Uh, let's go to Guy in West Seneca. I almost forgot what button to press here. Guy, thanks for hanging on. Hi, Joe. How you doing? Doing well, Guy. Uh, I, you know, I like the focus on accountability. There's nothing wrong with that. And seeing that he is the county executive, you know, we should hear from him. There should be some kind of give and take between the media and him. But I don't want to give credit to Byron Brown for commenting on it because he really got softball questions and didn't really wasn't called to account i would i I think most of the deaths happened in his on you know in his jurisdiction and this radio station gives him a big pass the most any talk show host will say about byron brown is that i don't agree with everything he does but he's a good guy and no one ever says what they disagree with him on and this is one of the things during that blizzard when they did ask him a question on all the deaths Byron Brown is the one that gave the very Mark Polencar's answer, people should have stayed home, they had warning. Not Mark Polencar's. It was Byron Brown that gave that very Mark Polencar's answer. And WBEN has given him a pass on that. And that, that article from USA Today and, and uh, the Rochester paper, they call Byron Brown to account. So you bring up this article, but you lay it all on Mark Polencar's, who's facing an election um, this year, um, but just because Byron Brown is not doesn't mean that he should get a pass, especially when most of the deaths occurred in his jurisdiction. So unless he's willing to throw up his hands and say we need one countywide government, we shouldn't have all these different, you know, the city government, town governments, we should all be one municipality. If he's not willing to do that, well, how are you improving your municipalities 
services so that people don't die in your jurisdiction, which most of the deaths occurred on his watch. So we shouldn't, you know, and I don't like Mark Polenkars. I don't like uh, how he's not talking about it, but he's just running away only because he knows, like you said in the beginning of your show, Joe, his polls show that all he's got to do is keep his mouth shut and he's going to coast to a victory. So that's why he's not talking about it. But it should be brought up at the debate, and it's up to this candidate who's running against him to bring it up because he's not going to. Guy, let me... I agree with you. On, I agree with you that just because the mayor answered doesn't mean he should get a pass. And I, I do disagree that he gets softball questions from the station. I, I disagree with that. Um, but we'll have our disagreements. Um, my 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 whole point with this is yes, the the mayor has stuff he has to address, and we heard from Rashid Wyatt on Sunday that there are things the council is still waiting for specifics on. Obviously, and those things should be followed up. And I promise you, on this radio station, they will be followed up. My point is. Uh, out of the people mentioned in that article, Byron Brown is not going to pass because he released a statement, but he's at least addressing the investigation. And, and I do think that says something that Mark Polonkars isn't. Well, sure, but it's easy for him to do so. He's not facing an election. And in the last election, uh, it sounded like me, to me that all the personalities at BEN supported him over India Walton. That's the only election he actually faced an actual opponent. And the other ones, he never has to really face an election. And he's not facing one this year, so it's why should he get credit for commenting about it when he's not facing an election? It doesn't mean that he's courageous and Mark Polenkars isn't. All politicians are not courageous. They, they are really weak when it comes to taking blame, and Byron Brown is no exception. He should get absolutely zero credit for commenting on it because it's easy for him to do so. He's not facing an election. All right. Hey, Guy, I appreciate what uh, you're calling. I, I understand what you're saying. And again, I'm not giving him a pass for the things that were exposed and for what the city got wrong. You know, Guy's right. Um, a majority of the deaths did happen in the city. And, and the city needs to coordinate uh, snow response, blizzard response. And again, this is something at the end of my interview with Rashid Wyatt on Sunday, WBEN.com, the Odyssey app. Um, we addressed this. And he said there are things that still need to be brought to the council. So I, I do disagree that the mayor gets softball questions on this on the station, or that he's that we don't criticize the mayor. I mean, we on Sunday we had a council member say, "Hey, this information has not been brought forward by the mayor's office." So I, I, I disagree with that premise. However, I'm not giving him a pass for the inactions of the blizzard. I don't think anyone is. All I'm saying is he did speak up on the investigation. Okay, he did speak out on the investigation. Does that give him a complete pass? No. He obviously has things that need to be worked on in the city, equipment that needs to be improved, and this coordination needs to happen before winter comes. And the mayor's also half of the communication issue with the county. So no, I'm not giving the mayor a pass. But he did address it. Where's the statement from the county executive? That, that's my question. But to Guy's point, no, you're right. I mean, the communication issues between the county and the city, the mayor's half of that problem. He's half of the communication. And he doesn't get a pass with that. I completely agree. Let's go to Mike in Tonawanda. Mike, thanks for hanging on. Yeah, hi. Um, thanks for uh, taking the uh, airways today. I'd rather listen to you. You're so easy to talk with. But um, like the one other caller, I remember 77 as well. I might have been nine years old, but that's a day nobody's ever going to forget. Um when Paul and Carlos was saying how he was trying to show himself that it was out of his control last December, believe me, 
uh, last December was more comparative comparable to the blizzard of 85. 77, nobody saw that coming. They saw the one last December coming. But in 77, people were really the city of good neighbors, like she said. People let you in. You could go into a home. You could go into a store. My dad was stuck downtown. But in 77, there were no road closures. Um, I remember stores being open. Everybody just hopped to it to get things done. Now, this is something that was devastating in some spots more than others like other blizzards before but 77 was just more horrific still than what we had in uh, last christmas 85 what i would say was about what we had around 77 if anything plus the blizzard of 77 that lasted two extra days and i think paul and cars just tries to make himself look like he's actually doing what he could, but it was so far out of his control that he had an excuse why nothing got done last year. So pretty much, if anybody wants to see a storm like this being taken care of the proper way, vote him out. Because he had no idea what to do. He looked like he had his hands tied behind his back, and all he cared about was being right there doing a press conference, trying to look like he was... uh, basking in the glory of um, a very tragic time in uh, history. Mike, let me ask you, you know, uh, comparing 77 to, 20, to 22, why do you think there weren't as many deaths in the blizzard of 77? Because people use common sense. They weren't going to stay stuck in their car. There were people that got buried in them, but, they can't, but some of them, I think there was only about 15 that died in 77. Most people just thought, hey, I'm not going to sit here and freeze to death. I'm going to look for shelter. And people might not have been able to get home. They, didn't, they couldn't get where they needed to be. But people used their heads, and they said, hey, I'm going to have to look for shelter. We even had people volunteering for the Red Cross on snowmobiles, doing deliveries of groceries, medicine, and all that stuff. I, know, I worked with a guy that did that. But back then, people had more common sense in their heads. And I think the reason why people um, met their demise last year was because they were just so hung up that, they thought it was more important to do what they could to try and get someplace other than their own safety. I mean, people had cell phones. They could always call somebody and tell them what's going on. Everybody's got all their devices and everything. But if you're stuck someplace, you're going to be stuck. I mean, there's going to be another Christmas another time or whatever. But people got to think, if, you're, if you depend on your life to be important enough, just do the smart thing. Look for shelter. If you're in the middle of a road or something, um, I don't know, not too many people. But like you said, last year they told people, they gave them warning, but people ignored it. People just did, weren't people just aren't smart enough anymore, and that's a problem. People need to wise up and learn. Hey, Mike, appreciate the call. And, and I, I will say, I mean, you know, tragically lost 50 people in the blizzard. And, you know, yes, I do think that different actions could have been taken from the county, from the state, from the city. Uh, but, you know, Mike has a point. There's personal responsibility as well. Um, you know, I had a pregnant wife at home. I didn't go home. I stayed here because if I had attempted to go home, well, there's a chance I never would have gotten home, right? I, I, I had to, believe me, it sucked, right? I loved being here. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong now. Don't take that quote out of context. It was great being here and being able to inform the public and, and um, and make the best out of being stuck here. But 
with a pregnant wife at home, it was not the ideal situation. And yes, early on, I was thinking, maybe if I jump in my car, I can make it home. But I thought better. And yes, there is some personal responsibility. I don't think that's not true. I think that, on top of what other measures can be taken with technology today, I think that all plays a factor. All right, when we come back, I had a top five worst customer service experience on my drive here. We'll talk about that and much more. It's Beamer and for Bowerly on WBEN.